Hi everybody. Welcome back to my angel series by LifeShare University of Healing. You can visit my website at www.lifeshareuniversity.com or you can also visit my course platform where you can actually get certified in angel healing. And that website is www.counciloflight.co. That's counciloflight.co. And you will see it on the screen as well, where you could just click on it and head on over to join the classes. Don't forget to register for a free trial too, because then you can get an idea of how amazing these courses are. You can increase your spirituality, you can open your psychic awareness, and there's even some other meditations there that you might, you know, be interested in. But today, since we already talked about the ranks of angels, like the choirs, what I want to do is I want to talk about the spheres that they reside on. I thought this was pretty interesting, you know, and, and it might repeat a little bit of the stuff that I talked about within the choirs, but I feel that it's important to know, so I really think you guys will enjoy this. As we talked about before, there are nine ranks, or choirs, or hierarchies of angels, okay? And it doesn't mean that any of the angels, if one's ranked at one, and one's ranked at nine, doesn't mean that they're any better than the others. It's just that they have different jobs, okay? And they they do different things for, you know, as in heaven and in earth. And there is a couple choirs that I believe, if I'm not mistaken, don't even come down to earth. They are basically guards in heaven, okay? So let's begin with this, with sphere one. The first sphere, oh my gosh, I can't say that. (laughs) The first sphere (laughs) contains the three highest orders of angels, which are closest to God. Within this sphere are the seraphim, cherubim, and thrones. Okay, now the seraphim are the highest order of angels. And also in Jewish law, too, a seraphim means the inflamer. From the Hebrew word seraph, which means burning. And they are the angels of divine fire, love, and light. So seraphim have the power to purify us with the lightning, flash, and the flame. And they hold the unveiled light of God and are the great illuminators. Next to God, they're only, they no, they're not only, they are the most light-filled beings in creation. Seraphim are depicted as having six wings surrounding the throne of God and continually singing the Trisagion, a hymn of praise to God that translates as holy, holy, holy. So they're constantly surrounding the throne of God and constantly repeating holy, 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 which is in the, you know, in their language, of course which is Enochian, but that's a whole nother subject. Um, Seraphim is ruled by Archangel Seraphiel, sometimes called the Prince of Peace, and by the Archangel Metatron, who presides over Kether, over on the Kabbalistic Tree of Life. So the next hierarchy is the Cherubim, that is on Sphere 1. 
Cherubim are the next closest beings to God after the seraphim. The concept of cherubim is Assyrian or Akkadian in origin. And the Akkadian word caribou means one who prays or one who intercedes. They appear in Assyrian, Chaldean, and Babylonian art and writings, which is where the biblical prophets Isaiah and Ezekiel may have encountered them. This influence may have colored the accounts given of cherubim in Genesis and other Old Testament books. The cherubim hold the energy of the sun, the moon, and the stars. The mighty cherubim are not the Cupid-like beings like that are portrayed in art to us, but instead are vast cosmic beings. The thrones. The thrones are always in the presence of God. In the Old Testament, Ezekiel described them as a whirlwind, like a great cloud of fire. Their wings joined to one another like great fiery wheels full of eyes. They're the wheels of the Merkava, the chariot throne of God. They carry the energy of God in the form of divine justice. They allow the will of God to be made known to the ministering angels. And the Virgin Mary is said to be a throne. Pretty interesting, huh? So, and again, I want to let you know, because this is a great, I'm, I'm referring to, back to the angel bible by hazel raven and it's a great book it has so much information and i will actually put the link uh to the book on amazon for you in the description so this way you can check it out too because i'm kind of just hopping around and finding out what um uh, you know what people are most interested in and also the next video just to give you a heads up I'm going to do go over start going over angel numbers because I'm getting a lot of comments in my videos about seeing numbers and and asking me what they could mean. So I really think that I'm going to go over some more of the numbers uh, about the signs, you know, and messages from angels because I've been finding a lot more since I've made that video and I made that video about a year or so ago. So you know, I, I have some updates for you. So I'm excited about that too. Okay, so sphere two. The second sphere contains the next three highest orders of angels. The dominions, the virtues, and powers. The dominions are an order of angels sometimes called the dominations. Lords or lordships oversees the lower angelic hierarchy and acts as a channel for God's love through the energy of mercy wielding power without oppression. The dominions manifest God's majesty and rule over the level where the spiritual and physical realms begin to merge. Their emblems of authority are a scepter or orb carried in the left hand and a staff of gold held in the right. So if you happen to see, for example, okay, dominions, they are looking over the level where the spiritual and physical realms unite, okay? So they begin to merge. So if you have psychic abilities and you're seeing a golden staff or an orb, 
that maybe if you see angels or even if you just see the orbs, if it's a golden one, then you can probably assume that it's a dominion angel. Okay, especially if it's in a meditation or a dream, because that's when our ego sleeps and the angels are more have the have the ability to get through to us a lot easier. Okay, the virtues, the virtues can suspend the laws of nature to work miracles here on earth. I love this one. This order bestows grace and valor to mortals who need inspiration and courage. Sometimes the virtues are referred to as the shining or brilliant ones and are said to inspire the saints. Jesus was accompanied by two virtues when he made his ascension into heaven. The virtues of heaven on seeing Jesus rise surrounded him to form his escort. The virtues were also the midwives to Eve when she gave birth to Cain. Now, when you ask for a miracle and when you see these miracles of uh, people getting through these hard times or, you know, or getting, God forbid, accidents that happen and it's like they're like, it was a miracle. Well, guess who stepped in? The virtues. The virtue stepped in because it was not your time to go or their time to go. And this is what happens. So they are able to step in and perform miracles and stop things from happening that are not meant to happen at that time. So always know that you can call on the virtues, okay? You can call on any angels because regardless, don't ever think that you can call on the wrong angel because they're always going to bring in the power that is needed, whether it's them or another angel that handles that specific job or specialty, don't ever worry about calling on the wrong angel. That can't happen. It's impossible because they know your heart. They know what you need at that very moment in time. Okay? So let's go on to the powers. This is they are These are all still sphere two, by the way. Powers are also known as authorities or dynamis or karmic lords who protect our souls and are the keepers of the Akashic Records, which is our book of life. They have the task of keeping demons under control and in this capacity, powers prevent demons from overthrowing the world. They are often seen as the angels of death and rebirth because they guard the pathways to heaven and guide lost souls back onto the path of heaven. Okay, I want to stress something. A lot of people think that the powers are an evil or like a fallen angel. Not true. Only because they see they're called the angels of death, okay, does not mean that they're negative or evil what happens is the powers are the ones that come and guide us like i just said they guide us on the pathway to heaven so they are called the angels of death because they greet us when our soul moves forward into other realms so before we are able to get lost and be a lost soul on earth they come and guide us to heaven and then they also find any lost souls and try to guide them back to heaven as well Okay, and again, don't hesitate to contact me and message me in the comments below and ask me any questions that you have. I'm happy to answer them. Sphere three, 
The third sphere contains the last three orders of angels, the principalities, archangels, and angels. Angels are including the guardian angels. Principalities are the guardians of nations and oversee the work of the angels below them. Principalities watch over countries, towns, cities, villages, and sacred sites. Archangel Michael is said to be the principality of Israel. But other countries, such as Spain, also have him as their guardian angel, too. So, principalities also guide religions and religious leaders to the path of truth. They work with guardian angels to inspire us. Okay, so principalities oversee the archangels and angels. Okay, so it's kind of like... You know, they oversee the archangels and angels. Archangels oversee the angels. And it's kind of like that goes back up, like a reporting thing. You know what I mean? So it kind of goes down just like a ladder. Seriously. Let's go on to archangels. Archangels are also known as ruling angels. In the New Testament, the term archangel occurs only twice. John refers to the seven angels who stand before God, which is traditionally interpreted to mean the seven archangels. The book of Enoch names the seven archangels as Uriel, Raguel, Gabriel, Michael, Seriquel, Haniel, and Raphael. Other lists give different variants. And, you know, whatever is comfortable to you, or whatever you feel in your heart, what the archangels are, you know, most of the time, you know, I always call him the band of mercy, Michael and his band of mercy, which is Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, and Uriel. So, sometimes Ariel, Ariel or Uriel. You know, I have to look into that a little bit more about the Uriel and the Ariel. Because I feel in my own heart that there's a relation there somewhere. And I, I'm going to ask the angels um, the next time I channel them and see what they have to say about it. And I'll let you know for sure. So let's move on. Enoch saw the seven angels before the throne of God as alike. They were also composite rather than single beings and represent countless others, meaning that they can all come in as one. So all seven archangels can become one. For example, the angels I talk to, I call them Marge. And it's Michael, Ariel, Raphael, and Gabriel. And they told me that I can refer to them as the one. Because they are one being. Four angels coming as and one as one being. So always know that even though you might feel only one person or hear only one voice. That it could be four archangels talking to you. Even though it's only one voice. It's really cool stuff. Okay, so let's see. They were all equal in height, had brilliant faces, and identical robes. They were seven, yet one, the unity of angels. They controlled and harmonized everything in God's creation. They controlled the movement of the stars, the seasons, and the waters on the earth, as well as plant and animal life. The archangels also kept the record of the incarnations of every human being. 
St. John saw seven torches, which were symbolizations of the archangels, before the throne of God burning as one. The seven torches are represented by the seven-branched candelabra, the menorah in the Jewish tradition, seven lamps all giving out one light, which is the light of God. The sevenfold presence is an ancient tradition adapted by Christianity, where the central light was replaced by a cross with three altar candles burning on either side. Pretty cool, isn't it? Pretty interesting. Archangels operate on many different levels at once since they are messengers bearing divine decrees. They direct the will of God, ignoring one of his divine messengers is perilous. Okay, another thing I want to let you know. Archangels and angels, any of the angels, are omnipresent. They can be in multiple places at multiple times. So don't ever feel that you are bothering them because they want to hear from you. They want you to call on them. And that's why God enabled them to be omnipresent. So don't ever, ever think that you're not important enough. Okay? Because every single thing, whether it's your computer not working when you're trying to get something done, or whether you're ill, whether it's anything, your car being fixed, don't worry. It is important. They only want us to call on them. That's all they ask. They just want us to know that they're there and use their services. They want to be of service. So don't ever, ever, ever think that you are not important enough. Okay? Because you are. And don't ever forget that. Okay. Last one. The angels, which are also guardian angels. There's millions of angels helping in many different tasks. They guard all physical things and people. Everything in creation is looked after by an angel. Angels bring cosmic harmony and beauty to our lives. They include the angels of love, joy, courage, peace, hope, faith, freedom, and harmony. There are many references to angels in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, but they are not usually identified with a particular name. So, angels, as we just talked about, come in many different shapes, sizes, forms, beings, seven in one, some with names, some without names. You know, they're amazing. They're amazing beings. They're divine beings, and they're always there waiting for us to call on them. So, again, don't wait to invite your angels into your life because they can't interfere with our human free will so we have to invite them into our life and you only have to invite them one time that's all it takes all you got to do there is no formal words that you have to say you don't have to say no fancy prayers all you got to do is say angels help me please or angels guide me to my life's purpose and that's it it's done deal. You invited them in. And you will begin to see the signs more and more. The more you become aware of them, 
then the more you acknowledge those signs, the more signs they are going to send you because they see that you are acknowledging them in a specific way. So, for example, if you're acknowledging their signs through dreams, they're going to continue to send you more through your dreams because they know that's the way you can receive them at this time. So, again, call on your angels today. Let's do it right now before we, before I leave you today. Let's do it together. You ready? I want you to repeat after me. Angels, I ask you to help me in my life and guide me to my true life's purpose. Thank you. That's it. It's a done deal. Congratulations. You just invited the angels into your life. I'll talk to you next time. Namaste.